Welcome to Keep It Real with Anna and Avery. Avery and I, we haven't seen each other in what, 10 so days, guys? Long. It's It's been forever, but for good reason. Yeah, great reason. I've been in Arizona, but today I shoveled actually a foot of snow yeah. off my car and so did you. Yeah. Awful, awful weather in Omaha, Nebraska, like guys. Losers doing it. I looked like a loser. I literally have a shovel that's for a porch. It's about like a foot long and then the shovel scoop thing itself is it's like eight inches i looked ridiculous out there it was embarrassing well, yeah when i saw my neighbors yesterday scooping their cars i probably should have done the same i should have done the same before the, the next two feet of snow came and landed on my car because now it's like all like matted into yeah. i had to like shovel out my my tires and everything like that it was it was a whole process it took me like 30 40 minutes honestly to get here freezing this morning oh yeah it was freezing like I, took a, I took breaks to warm my hands up really yeah and i had to get gas too i picked I the too. worst time ever to, mm-hmm. to try to get gas oh yeah awful okay well why we were gone or why we were separated yeah i was in arizona and if you don't know which i'm assuming you do know super bowl was there and the waste management phoenix everything Open. was there Literally everything was there. So many celebrities. It was so cool. Yeah. Um, and really cool moment for me. They had um, an ESPN set set up in Scottsdale where I was staying. And I got to go down there pretty much every day. And they had the live show. So there was first take. They did Sports Center there. And they did Avery Nye's favorite show, NFL yeah. Live. Ugh. I'm so, I just like can't, like I actually can't believe it. Like I knew you were going to meet them. Mm -hmm. I knew you were going to meet them. Like without a doubt knew you were going to meet them. But like the fact that you did and then you texted me, like just talk to Laura. And then like when you sent me the live pictures and I saw her be like, oh my gosh, how are you? I'm like, Uh I knew she recognized you. And I was like, gosh, dang it. So how they had it set up. I knew they would come obviously to the back of the stage and they still had um, the stanchions around the stage in the yeah. back where all the production was happening and whatnot. So I knew they were going to come back around and I had tweeted out at Laura and Dan and Mina and Marcus like, hey, my favorite show is recording live here in Scottsdale. Like I get to go see it. It's my favorite show ever. I need a picture with you guys. And Laura liked it and Dan Orlovsky like replied back. He Oh, they did? I don't think I saw that. Dan, yeah. Dan said something. I don't remember what he said. Uh, Maybe it was just emojis. I don't know. But um, I was like, all right, I'm in. And so (laughs) the funniest part is my friends that had come on this trip with me or I were visiting, like, they don't care about sports whatsoever. I'm the only one in my little girlfriend group that cares about sports. Avery, I'm sure you feel the same way as some of your friends, the non-athlete ones. Mm -hmm. And that's completely okay. And sometimes I honestly enjoy that because it just gives me a whole whole other perspective. But I was with them, um, Katie, Brooke, and Ava, and I'm literally like dragging them around to the ESPN set. And they're like what the fuck is this first of all but they were so excited for me and so happy and I was like leaned up against the rail I'm like I feel like I'm about to meet One Direction I, I was like geeking out like fangirling so hard just because I freaking love NFL Live it's my favorite show ever they do such a good job Pray. yeah Dan Orlovsky <laughs> replied the two praying emojis and a handshake, handshake. <laughs> I'll take it Dan yeah um so Mina got off the stage and I didn't really get to talk to her because she had to photo shoot or something and she had to run. But Queen. Uh, I think Laura came down next. And so everyone loves Laura, right? Yeah. Like every well, she person there. With everyone. Mm-hmm. Like, so nice. So nice. 
And so everyone's like, Laura, Laura, Laura. And then I like look at her and I'm like, hey, Laura. And she's like, oh my God, hey. And like, everyone's like, how the fuck do you know? How do you know this girl? Uh, just dropped an F-bomb on this, whatever. Um, like, how do you know this girl? And um, I was like chatting it up with her. She's like, yeah. oh, how'd you like this show? And I was yeah. like, oh my God, it was great. But it's yeah. kind of hard to hear. Yeah. Because it's outdoors and you're like standing around. Yeah whatever but i was like i like it honestly better and i'm watching on the couch because i can hear everything you're saying but it was so cool seeing it live Mm -hmm. and i asked her how different it is doing it live here and i was like does this get you just more hyped up she's like absolutely i love the crowds they love doing it there they get received so well it was amazing well they sent like their viewership numbers out the other day Mm -hmm. and percentages were crazy Mm -hmm. so yeah they've been doing they've been killing it and obviously live to be there obviously just i feel like you just get the vibe of the crowd because you know you're on tv and you know people are watching you but sometimes you're really just like talking to no one yeah you know and so i think probably to like get that reception and be around the people that truly love your show is probably just like so heartwarming it was funny seeing it live too because once they came back on air the like production assistants would be like everyone like get hyped up and like start yelling and screaming like it's not like that throughout the entire show it's just when they cut to the crowd everyone's like freaking out because everyone's being told to cheer and stuff freak out but it was so cool and laura is just the best and um i also met adam schefter he was cool really how was that it was i mean he was just kind of like going along the line taking pictures with people and it was cool just seeing him in person because i like watch him on tv yeah you're like what inside scoop do you got for me I know. I I go, who do you have for the Super Bowl? And he goes, we'll see. I'm like, that was such an Adam Schefter response. Literally. Oh my God. Like, so won't, won't, give me an, won't give me an answer. Yeah. Uh, Dan Orlovsky was really funny. Dude is so tall. 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 I've heard that because people always say, they're like, since when was Dan Orlovsky this tall? Because uh-huh. like, people take pictures with him and they're like, what? He's like a string bean. Dude <laughs> is so tall. I was like, oh my God. And then I, I was like, Dan, you want to do a TikTok? He yeah. goes, he goes, sure. And I was like, can I ask you a question? He's like, okay, it depends what the question is. I was like, yeah. I'm not going to ask you a weird question, question, Dan. But I, Dan. we talked about my tweet and he's like, oh yeah, thank you so much. It means a ton. And I asked him if he likes Kansas City or he would like Kansas City food or Philadelphia yeah. food for the rest of his life. Avery did not like that response. No, because he has a terrible, and like his taste in food is terrible. Yeah. And he said Philadelphia food. Yeah. So clearly he has no taste. clearly whatever no he taste. was gonna say is wrong so yeah. well like laura makes fun of him on like a day-to-day basis about like he will get a hot dog like dry like nothing yeah he has no taste in food and, whatsoever like, this, yeah he'll bring like dry chicken from like the espn cafeteria and they're like and he raves about it and they're like there's nothing on it like yeah. you eat literally plain food and anyway his concoction so clearly his thoughts about philadelphia food yeah he was really passionate Whatever. about it. he had an answer for me right away he was like yeah he did he the kind Phillies, of cut you off. he was like the, the coffee from wawa what? yeah wawa it's a big thing on the is East that Coast. like gas it's station like, it is it's like a gas station it's like from what i've heard it's not the size of what bucky's is but it's like similar you can go and get like legit food or mm-hmm. like people will go after like they go out and stuff because yeah. they have like legit food like like, Mark, oh. like like Chase, Chase Primo is like a big Wawa like lover. Okay, and you just go there to get hot food after nights you can't. out? So like imagine being a gas, like a glorified gas station is what I've heard. Okay. So like they have like some own, mm. their own specialty. Like have you ever been to Bucky's? 
Yes, I've been there. So you know when you walk in, they've got like boosies. <laughs> <laughs> they go in and you have, they have like the um, like fresh cut meat yes. and like barbecue and like their like candy pecans or like their brand or whatever. It's something similar from what I've heard. Okay, so Wawa's legit. Legit, yeah. So I must try Wawa next yeah. time I'm go to the East Coast. The East Coast. Okay. Like, I'm gonna look it up so I can give you the like the actual. I've been to Bucky's on road trips and stuff, and yeah. I'm always like, whoa, this place is legit. I could actually eat a meal here and not have to run to the bathroom probably yeah. well it's, probably still will. it's your all day everyday convenience store like okay. they have a menu oh wow so this is legit yeah east coast yeah he did he did say wawa's mm-hmm. wawa coffee i guess shout yeah. out wawa i guess so but the super bowl was insane so many people there so many famous people there literally every instagram story i looked at it was somebody at waste yeah. management or the super bowl aside from the podcast that you did with and then there were three did you guys meet anyone else that was famous i met sugar shane really the ufc fighter i met him um i think How'd uh that happen? Ch- just in passing he or? was in the same tent as we were for waste management oh, okay. and freaking alex earl you know alex yeah earl. oh yeah she was in so we had a did you see her <clears throat> no I, did, I didn't get to see her no oh. i didn't even get to see her but get this so we were at the 18th hole and if you don't know who alex earl is she's a get tiktok influ- <laughs> influencer <laughs> I'm kidding. if you don't you probably have your life beauty together. influencer <laughs> and stuff like that we love her super relatable our age and <laughs> super relatable <laughs> well anyway sort of. continue <laughs> so she was at the 18th hole in a I don't know what they even call it. Basically a booth, like yeah. a VIP booth. And we were in that same one on Friday oh, and she no. was there Saturday and she posted an Instagram picture there. And we're like, we literally took the same picture in the same place. I almost her TikTok to you because I knew you guys were there yeah. and, and she kept posting stuff and I was looking at your stuff and I'm like, I swear they're like in the same spot. We, so it was the same spot, but just a day apart. And I'm so pissed because I'm convinced that I would be really good friends with her if I oh, met her. Yeah? I think we'd be besties okay. for the resties. I don't know. Just but um, she was in the same spot there, and that was really cool. I don't think I saw a single drive, putt, anything at Waste Management when I was there, honestly. We were just in the 18th hole area, just mm-hmm. having an absolute blast. It's literally not a golf tournament. Yeah, it's just a party. It's entertainment. I swear. And I just started watching Full Swing on Netflix. Yeah, Did yeah. you? No, but I saw it yesterday. I was going to start yesterday, and then I watched the Omaha game. But uh, I was going to start because it's like, what, top three show in oh, on yeah. Netflix right now? Mm-hmm. Big deal. Yeah. I, I, I love a documentary style show. Super good. I'm not the biggest golf gal in the world, but I have been since we had the Pinnacle Bank Championship in yeah. Omaha and seeing the Corn Ferry Tour. It's just so cool. It's how a much cool culture. How much they fight for every day. Like, yeah. you don't know if you're getting paid. You don't know if you're getting a paycheck. Yeah. You literally have to compete for your life and your livelihood and your family. Mm-hmm. It's really unlike anything other. I mean, you can compare it to minor league baseball, but... They have more guaranteed money. Not yeah. like it's a lot, but yeah. at least they have some guaranteed money. Yeah. In golf, it's not guaranteed mm-hmm. unless you go to the live tour, mm. which they do guarantee money. And I'm see? really curious to see how that all plays out. Yeah. I've seen a little bit in the documentary, but um, interesting. It's yeah. all a very interesting. But Arizona was an absolute hoot. Yeah, you did so many interviews. If people haven't watched, go to her.sports. Yeah, watch all we these had, interviews. We but how, how, was it, how was it going about that? Like, I know it's not hard to go up and, like, do fan questions, but, like, did, how much more content did you have than, like, what we, like, posted? Oh, definitely have more than what we posted. Yeah. And I want to, like, sift through it again to see if there's any other gems. But it was just me with my friends going up to people and being like, hey, can I ask you a question? No one said no. Yeah, okay. That's Literally like, nobody said no. I was going to say, like, I feel like everyone was, like, very receptive. Yeah. So I'd go up to them. I'm like, hey, can I ask you a question? I'm like, it's on camera. Is that okay? Yeah. 
just so they're not taken off guard and everyone's like yeah sure yeah. like everyone was in a great mood yeah. you're also at an espn there it was all done at the espn stage area so it's kind of like you're there to yeah. watch sports and like mingle and stuff so it wasn't like i was going up to people on the street a little bit different yeah. than that so everyone was super receptive i made another video at waste management i like literally i don't even know if i can post this because you can barely hear me and like we it was just a mess but i was going up to people and asking can you name one golfer at the waste management open oh that's so funny and like no one could no because they're probably like wait we're golf what's golf what's golf everyone said some people said tiger was <laughs> not there people said phil mickelson he was not there wait you should have so posted this i know i'm gonna take a look again it's just so chaotic and it's me with the mini mic and yeah. everyone's drinking it's yeah. so loud and like we're screaming into the microphone yeah. some of the times you can't we broke the sound barrier of the of the microphone it's yeah. like just silent yeah so i'll have to look through those again but it was a blast i will be going back to waste management every if you've not been you have Gotta to go. go bucket list yeah also my bucket list that's this sunday the daytona 500 really yeah why no, i don't know i've been i've like toured the daytona 500 and it's freaking massive there's a Huge. lake in the middle of it it's yeah. such a cool racetrack and it's a cool event i want to go i'm curious because i would say racing's never been something that's even crossed my mind like not really either but my favorite driver is jimmy johnson i don't know why yeah. i think i liked his name when i was younger and i was like he's gonna be my guy yeah i just i mean like even like kansas city has like a racetrack and even when like people from out of town or with oh, me yeah you do they're racetrack like you guys have a racetrack i'm like Oh yeah, I guess we do. Does anyone go to it? Yeah, I guess. I mean, in like they ha when they have like any races <laughs> when they have <laughs> races meets, meets? Race? I don't even know. car meets the car game the car games. I don't what do you like. Even call it? I hear them on like you know on commercials and you it's know, the Kansas radio City Speedway, and, right? Yeah, and I just I don't know. It doesn't even cross my mind that we have like a speedway yeah. and. I don't know. I guess unless there's like exciting entertainment things that happen with the well, Daytona. Well, that's the Daytona 500. It's like that's a party. What I'm I feel like the maybe so. sure. But like loud I, party, loud, very loud. Wow. I don't like just when people, thinking about that. I don't like when people drive by me and rev their engines. So I don't think this. I hate revving engines. Me. Oh my god! There were so many engines revved around the Super Bowl in Arizona. It was so annoying. Stop it right it's, now. It's not impressive. It's not impressive. We don't care. PSA revving engines. PSA Turn don't off. rev your engine. Turn off. One time Scary. I accidentally revved my engine really, really hard. Accidentally. <laughs> it was so embarrassing. So I was in high school. I was about to go to track practice and I was trying to grab. In the same car that you have now? Yeah. And my Toyota Camry. My 2002 Toyota Camry, not a souped up car. However, it's a V6. Don't know why or how. And it's my, it's my grandpa's. It's my an attached grandpa. camera on the back. That was my grandpa's doing. There's a, there's a backup camera that he put in the back and like, I hate it. Because first of all, Can you I even use it. I took the screen out of the front. Ugh. I don't know why I did that. I probably should anyway, have a backup sorry. camera. So um, I'm trying to grab a bag in the back seat, <laughs> and all the track, the, all the track boys, and it's it's high school, so you're like, oh, shy and stuff. There's boys. All the track boys are walking by my 2002 Toyota Camry in the Elkhorn South parking lot. And I'm reaching back, my car's in park, reaching back to grab a bag, and I just go <laughs> so hard on my gas, like redline it. It's so loud, and all the boys are like, yeah, and like clapping. And I'm like, oh my God. You didn't scare them so away. So embarrassing. So embarrassing. Oh, God. Yeah, it probably did scare them away. I'm like, uh -huh. God. But yeah, all the boys were there. So yeah, don't rev your engines, whether it's on purpose or on <laughs> accident. I'm not going to end well. It's not good. Oh, my God. So, so where did you watch the Super Bowl? What did you do for the game? 
We were so many places. Um, like, did you even watch the game? I did get to watch okay. most of the game. However, I literally rewatched it yesterday because I didn't get to see the ending. I don't know what we were doing or where I was caught up at, but I everyone was talking about the holding call, and I didn't get to see it yeah. live, so I had to watch it back and be like, yeah. okay, wait, what happened? Yeah. And I get it. But I watched it. There was this place called Wasted Grain. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not a club. It's like a outdoor bar Mm -hmm. couple stories super cool they had it on all the tvs my favorite part of the super bowl though was there's two two of my favorite parts one of them was the 2b commercial yep so i'm at a bar with hundreds and hundreds of people in scottsdale people at the bar thought oh yeah so the 2b commercial if you haven't seen it was um basically it went back to greg olson and kevin burkhart they pretended like they were going and then bang it looks like someone messed Hit, with the TV or home button. hits a home yeah. button and then you're off the Super Bowl. And so people were furious, screaming, like throwing their arms up, throwing their beers up, freaking out, yelling because it was like a 15 second spot. So yeah. it looked like someone was like fumbling so, yeah, with their going remote, through it. and people were screaming. And then once the game obviously came back on or the next commercial played, I don't remember which one came first, but everyone was, like, cheering and stuff. But yeah. I remember, like, someone is losing their job that just yeah. did that. Yeah. How can you do that? I saw a post yesterday, and I wish I remember, or I wish I could tell you who quote tweeted and was, like, good for you, but the tweet was a girl and a guy broke up. I saw that this morning. Did you see that? Mm-hmm. And she was, like, the way he treated me during mm-hmm. this whole entire situation and the things he said to me when he thought that I sat on the remote is like I she was I packed my things and went to my parents house and my parents were like he was like drinking he was upset like it was an accident she's like if you can yell at me about those things because I potentially change a channel during Super Bowl like this isn't gonna work and I was like oh my god Uh, did what was your reaction in your household or wherever you watch it I actually don't think it fooled any of us like we were sitting there and Uh like we didn't because we have like the Roku whatever it is so like that's how we like you know Mm -hmm. And I think watching it, it just looked different than how our TVs usually set up. So we just like didn't react actually oh, okay. like at all, which is funny because then I said something. I'm like, I wonder how many people just like got stumped by that. And then it became this huge thing. But like how many couples like didn't survive that That's commercial? hilarious. Tubi's breaking people up. Yeah. Exposing hope, red flags. I hope they got what they wanted out of that commercial. I guess. Um, second favorite part, Rihanna's halftime show. Yeah. For some reason, I feel like she kind of got blasted on Twitter multiple times. Yeah. For, I don't even know what, like the backup dancers and... It felt like there was a lot of love and also a lot of people were just kind of like, meh. I thought it was amazing. I loved it. And I think it was very Rihanna style. Mm -hmm. Where like, I feel like in the past, we're like, we're used to these like crazy wardrobe changes and like these huge mashups and all these extra... People want to guess, but I feel like it's Rihanna. Like she doesn't need a guest. She doesn't need a guest. No. She announced her pregnancy. Pregnancy. Like cool. Which was so like subtle because I was like... Because I remember them being... Or she just had her baby eight months ago and... Either was like either she's really like just embracing like the postpartum situation, which is like sick. Like look at you go. But then I was after as she kept going, she kept like holding her stomach every once uh-huh. in a while. I was like, hold on, she's pregnant again. What is going on? And I feel like I was like, wow, what a what a cool way to announce your pregnancy. She announces her pregnancy at the Super Bowl. So when is she going to announce the gender? Dear, How, what's the gender reveal? Imagine be like? that baby. That baby's like I was announced to the world in Super Bowl Fifty Seven. Yeah, Jeez. 
like Rihanna's kid needs any more clout. No. She's no, no, I thought it was awesome. We I were liked it. literally like fists in the air yeah. screaming the Rihanna songs in the bar. It was so fun. I know. It like took me straight to like middle school. Mm-hmm. Like I Every remember Every song she played was a banger. Oh yeah. Like I remember being in my best friend's car like mm-hmm. with her parents on the way to a Friday night basketball game. Yep. With Rihanna. Like that's the, exactly where it takes all me. All the lights. Um Yeah. The city one, run this town, run yeah. this town. Diamond. Like, like, I saw someone tweet out, this sounds just like my middle school uh, warm-up playlist for basketball. When you're exactly shuffling through your like, iPad, iPod, yep. not, Nano, or whatever mm-hmm. the cut was called, your MP3 player. MP3 player, yep. yeah. Rihanna, the GOAT. I don't know how I would compare the Beyonce performance to hers. Yeah. I don't know why, but for some reason, I really like the Black Eyed Peas performance remember that one that was from good. way back i also think once again like i really just like the black eyed peas and i was like maybe, elementary school maybe it was because i was eight yeah but i i saw people tweeting about this can't this can't be worse than the black eyed peas concert i, and I, was, I was like, like did like, everyone hate it? it i loved it i'm a b come on yeah i'm a b come on <laughs> i know the worst one honestly i hated bruno mars's performance i wasn't a fan low-key like justin timberlake a few years ago yeah justin timberlake i say a few really years good. ago probably was like what 12 years ago but that was like good a lot of people said prince i don't recall that i don't know if i was alive was i alive was, it was j-lo last year right and or shakira was the worst probably i can't even that recall was, that was a were. scary performance that was 2020 before the pandemic so that was the last time the chiefs won that's who we mm. performed the chiefs were 2020 maybe i don't know anywho i'd have to look at the list yeah but rihanna tops like takes the cake for yeah. me yeah I don't know. Maybe that's recency bias. Probably that's is. True. But so good. Yeah. Every single song. Amazing. Made me want to sing and dance. I know. Maybe if you're on the older side of the generations, you're like, this sucks. Yeah. But the Super Bowl is for the young. It's I'm for curious. The like, okay, I want to know, like, do the kiddos that are like, I don't know, 15 and under, like, know these, these I songs? I think so. I think okay, so. Okay, maybe like, okay, maybe like 13 and under. 13 and under. Maybe not as much. I wonder that too about the throwbacks that we listen yeah. to, like the two thousands throwbacks. Yeah, the Flow Rider and the yeah. Pitbull. Like, do they know those songs? I, I don't, don't know. know. Get Pitbull on for the Super Bowl. I think he was recently though with Shakira, perhaps. See, I can't keep track. getting everything mixed in my head. Yeah, I can't keep track. No more Super Mm-mm. Bowl performers talk. Um, we had Kate Johnson on. We did last week. That was super fun. It was good. It was great. I had a lot of people like reach out about that one. Really? Just be- yeah, just because. Either I had a few people that have some connections and like love the Pete Carroll stories. Yep. And they were like, he's the best. Um, and then I had a few people that actually knew him from high school mm-hmm. and they just said it was so funny to hear like his perspective on things now. And um, I had people reach out just saying like it was a fun conversation that wasn't, which our goal is not to be like a breakdown of what a practice and a game is like. Yeah, le- it was, legit it was stuff. super real. He yeah. was props to him for being really open and saying what he thought. Mm-hmm. And I think we got a lot of good stuff out of that. Mm-hmm. The Russell Wilson stuff will always stick out. Of I know we'll what kind that. of guy he is. Yeah. And obviously Kate says he's a good one mm-hmm. and he's a good teammate and stuff. And it just goes to show how the media can paint a picture and I feel like athletes are like, whatever, like mm-hmm. say whatever you want about me. I'm going to do what I do on the field. Yeah. So Sean Payton's going to be his new head coach over in Denver. Yes. I was like, Kate. Yes. 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 Yep. yes. In Denver, Russell Which, Wilson. I'm curious how that's going to go. I think this head coaching change will show 
how good of a quarterback Russell Wilson can be post-Seattle, mm-hmm. post-Pete Carroll. Yeah, and obviously as a Chiefs fan, being in the AFC, like, I mean, this is no shade, but genuinely I think it would be good for the AFC for the Broncos to be a contender again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, you need that competition. Yeah, and I, I'm excited, you know, fingers crossed that for their franchise that they start to get some production that they probably think they deserve because I know what it's like to go through a drought, you know, especially when you pay that much money. Do you? Are you a Vikings fan? Enough. (laughs) Sorry. had to. Enough. (laughs) Anywho, when you pay that much money to to a quarterback before he's even done anything Mm -hmm. within your own program, you know. Did you hear the stuff about how Russell Wilson has his own coaching staff? That's a huge red flag. Huge. But maybe not a red flag towards Russell. Maybe it was a red flag towards that coaching staff and yeah, what like, they couldn't do or yeah. weren't providing. Why does one person, yeah, 100%. And that's why when Sean Payton was asked, he was like, uh, that won't be happening. Here. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. I like Sean Payton a lot. He's a great coach. It's cool to see him go into the broadcasting world mm-hmm. and then go back Come to back. coaching. Yeah. I'm curious of how much that changes his perspective on things. I would agree. I would agree. I'm really wondering, like, does that make you a better coach? Does that yeah. make you not better? I would agree. And How I, does that change? On the flip side, I'm also very interested. I know 2024, we have to wait, but Tom Brady joining the Fox Sports mm-hmm. crew. Definitely I, will, be with, will be with Aaron Andrews, right. too. And I'm just curious as to how much more insight we get access to with him being in a booth. And also just, yeah. like, does he view – I mean, I think he's been respectful to the media outlets through his For career. sure, yeah. But does – being in the business all of a sudden give him a brand new perspective of Mm -hmm. like what the job entails and what it looks like and you know he's not going to be doing the I've got to get information this week presser kind of things where he's you know interrogating people but I'm just curious as to how his perspective on the sport even his personality I think will have to shine and I think we kind of saw that in Tampa towards the end of his yes. career. So I'm I'm just curious because like people like love Tony Romo now, and like yep. I wouldn't say people had the same like infinite love for him right. as when player. Played, I they still him liked him. Like I'm sure you know his own fans liked him, but I'm like I love listening to the guy now because mm-hmm. I learned so much. Right, and he's usually always right. Yep. So I'm curious now is like Tom gonna be spot on every time, or is he gonna suck? Or is he gonna suck? Like, there's two know. things that can happen here. Literally. He's either going to be the best color yeah. commentator we've ever seen mm-hmm. or the worst. But given Tom and his competitive nature, he'll figure out a way to be really oh, good. Oh, I'm sure. And I'm sure it's probably helpful that Fox had, co- had covered a lot of his career. And yeah. so he's jumping probably in. Probably felt right. Yeah. He's jumping into a crew that's covered him and he's worked with for a long time. So I'm sure. It just sucks that he's definitely going to take the spot of Greg Olson. Because I love Greg Olson, and he does a great job. He does a great job. I I mean, did you even, I don't know if you saw this, but on Twitter, Kevin Burkhart, he, a few years ago, was doing, like, car commercials. Mm-hmm. I and, saw like, that. And, had a job on the side. Yeah. And now he just, like, did the Super, Super Bowl. Bowl. Insane. Yeah, he had a crazy Whoa. come up. I saw he was doing car commercials. He had another job, just a regular job to get by, and then made his way up to... Yeah. The Super Bowl and Fox. It's yeah. incredible. I mean, you look at the same thing with Kevin Kugler. Like, he yeah. might be a guy that calls a Super Bowl one day, and I he's hope he everywhere. is. He's, yeah, he's great. And yeah. he does college basketball. Yeah. He does baseball. Mm-hmm. He does football. Probably other sports. I yeah. mean, women's basketball, too. He does literally everything. Mm-hmm. And I hope to see Kevin Kugler, Omaha guy, mm-hmm. make it to that stage. Crazy how many really good broadcasters there are from Omaha. Yeah. KP, yeah. Kyle Peterson. His big day today. 
I mean, Matt Schick, Nick Baugh, there's so many guys that so are many. so good in the business mm-hmm. and what they do. Yeah. And then us, of course. Yeah. Jeez, how can you forget about us? <gasps> I know. One day, maybe one day. I know. We'll, we'll talk about, there. okay, I have to tell this over here because talking on the reporters, you'll get a kick out of this. So this past weekend, I'm going to P&L to watch the game. Power or and just light. not even, yeah, sorry, Power and Light in Kansas City, not even to watch the game, just to be in the atmosphere during the day. Mm-hmm. And the reason why this topic of reporters brings me to this story is in 2020 my family went down there to enjoy all the game day activities and it was free 2020 was free you could walk into power and light if you got there early you got a spot mm-hmm. people were on the stage they had a dj throwing out t-shirts whatever it may be the streets around it all had tents and events and all that stuff so i get down there on sunday and i meet up with sydney our friend who's a photographer and she works for the MLB, but like she also has connections with the chiefs. And so she texts, I want to say his name's Steve and he's the guy that oversees the photography department Mm -hmm. and stuff for the chiefs. She's like, Hey, just want to let you know that I will be in the area if you need me to get some shots. Well, of course he like gives her a shot list of things. And one of them is like an aerial view of power and light. And I'm like, well, perfect. We'll be in there anyway. Like whatever we get down there and every single street was like barricaded off, like oh, yeah. everything. And I was like, well, this is weird because this is not what it was like at all. Like three years ago, like clearly we've had three experiences now and they're like, we are going to capitalize on this opportunity. Mm-hmm. It was $80 in cash to get in what? power and light, or you could have reserved your tickets like early and just go up to will call and get your tickets only in cash. And so Sydney was like, screw that. Like one second, mind you. I'm in my like vintage sports jacket that Chiefs won. I've got like a, you know, cr- like crossbody bag on. Like mm-hmm. I've got like my little black booties, whatever. I l- look like I'm going to go watch the Super Bowl somewhere at a party. And Sydney has a camera around her neck, but that's about it. Like she's got, you know, sweat, sweatshirt, Chiefs sweatshirt, Chiefs hat. Like we don't look like we're working is mm-hmm. my point. She goes, give me one second. Don't ask questions. Like just stand here. And I'm like, okay. So she goes up to the credentialing little booth and she's like, hey, like I work for the Chiefs. Like I have to get these shots. I might not be on the pass list because like I just got these assignments because I'm down here. If you need to call someone, like here's my point of contact, whatever. And she's like, and I have this reporter with me. Like we have to go get these whatever. Mm-hmm. I have no idea she's saying any of this stuff. I have zero clue. I'm just standing there like acting like I'm like trying to make some calls basically. Yeah. And... um the girl, the two girls are saying, they're like, oh my God, absolutely. I mean, they see the camera on her neck, so it might help. And um, they're like, just follow her or whatever. So she looks at me, she's like, let's go. And I'm like, okay. So we get, we start going up the stairs and this younger girl's like escorting us up to the very top of Power and Light. And um, I, we get to the very top and there's a security guy there and he kind of like does a double take. Like he's kind of like, who are these people? Who are, yeah. yeah. And he sees Sydney's whatever and then he sees me and he's like hold on hold on he's like what what's your connection like I see she's got the camera but like and Sydney like pipes in before I can even start talking she's like oh well she's a reporter with me like we have to get a few shots whatever and he looks and he's like well where's all your stuff and I was like literally I'm like thinking I have no backpack I've got no (laughs) microphone I've got no laptop whatever and she's like we literally just have to take a few shots for the chiefs yada yada and he goes he looks at us both and the girl that's escorting us just kind of standing there he goes yeah, you look like you work in TV. Just go, 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 go before I ask yeah. more questions. I swear you can get in anywhere with the camera. <laughs> Literally. And so, and so we get up there. We're with where all the reporters are. We're with like all the news stations, mm-hmm. all these things. We're literally behind like 
where everyone's like staring at you because we have all the cameras. And so we take like 20 minutes and just take all these angles, all these things. Sydney mm-hmm. gets all these shots basically. And, and we were, but it just was so funny because we actually did get the stuff that Sydney needed, Yeah, but she was like, I have this reporter with me. And I'm like, I have this girl who's a reporter in Omaha. Yeah, literally. And I'm like, I've got nothing screaming. I'm a reporter right now. Yeah. So just always carry around a microphone. Literally. I told city, I'm like, from here on out, I'm carrying something with me. Like we could have made our own damn credentials for this thing. But I mean, like no matter what Sydney was going to have to get in there and take those shots. And like, if they could have called Steve and she, he would have been like, yes, like I need her to get these, whatever. But, um, yeah, there's a story for us down the road. Hopefully, that's but so you're just sneaking into everything in Kansas City. The AFC Championship. Literally, Power that's why I said I told Tizzy, I'm like, I'm like two for two. People are gonna start seeing you. And be like, oh, just let her in. Just let her in. I know. So funny, but I was trying to figure out how I could do that at the parade the other day, but I didn't. Ooh, I, yeah, didn't that'd be I cool almost to be in the. I know. Actual I, parade I almost area. didn't care that much because I just was like, we've been here for the Royals. Like, I know how this works. Like, if we get close enough, we have a good spot. Like they pass you for five minutes. Like, right. But I mean, that was such a fun experience. Yeah. Like, you got some really cool videos too. Of Travis like, Kelsey. I know. The energy everyone. of those parades is just like unmatched. Like you stand there for hours and, and it was 40 degrees, but like in the cold and you're standing and you're marking your spot, or you're trying to move and you're trying to maneuver and trying mm-hmm. to find the best spot. But like the whole time, everyone is just like in a happy mood. Yeah. Everyone is on the same page. Like it's just chief scare everywhere. Like we're all, we all have that shared thing in common. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, as things are coming, like they had little kids were playing catch acro- like across oh, yeah, the things that, yeah. and the police officers and like state troopers were getting involved and like, I saw a state trooper dancing. Yes. It was like, the, everyone's just happy and like, they just want everything to run smoothly. Like it just was, there was very little hiccup. It seemed like incredible how they can do that so fast. It was it, totally. And it's funny because I actually followed a few people on Twitter the past few days that are on the event staff for the chiefs. And like, they were giving like, Hey, chiefs kingdom, like we're, throwing the best parade in less than 24 hours like here's a little inside look Mm -hmm. like what their whiteboard looked like and i was like that's sick and they had a way bigger turnout than they thought yes because half a million and a million showed up yes because back in 2020 it was freezing it was like 10 degrees on Mm -hmm. parade day and so this one was just like even bigger which is kind of cool and some of the players even said this one like it might be even better and when they were like really like not over the first one but it was so fun and obviously I think the best part is you see some of the personality come out in these players during the season but nothing like Mm -hmm. how they interact with fans that and it's just like they're real and like they just give you a real inside look and it makes me want to be a fly on the wall in their locker room mm-hmm. during stuff, during their practices and stuff, because it's like, how would you not be laughing all the time? How would you not be having a blast? Mm-hmm. Like if I was surrounded by these people every single day, like I, think, I mean, yeah, Travis Kelsey, seriously, my favorite thing. And I've noticed this in 2020. I love watching Pat watch Travis. Yeah. It's like, he's just like, Travis, say that Travis, say this. And he just sits there and he laughs. Like, he's just like, do it again, do it again. <laughs> and he's just like a little there. kid. He is. And he's like Travis's biggest fan. And it's just so funny. And I love watching their he's interactions. He's hosting SNL. I can't I'm wait so for that. Excited. It's going to be so awesome. I'm so excited. Did you go quickly? Did you go to the 2015 Royals? Yes. How was that compared um, so the route was bigger. So they did like a full like block square where the chiefs have just gone down grand cause it mm-hmm. leads them to the rally, but there was a lot more people for the Royals. That was my question. Was there more people for the Royals? There was, or chiefs? there was for the Royals and granted the weather was a little bit better is in October. And I mean, I know it was 50 years since we'd won the Super Bowl 
in 2020, but it had been since 1985 since we'd won a World Series yeah. to 2015. So still pretty lengthy, but I mean, you see the pictures. It was the first parade we'd had like in a long time before the Super That's Bowl. That's what, yeah, that makes and sense. And so it was like the first big thing. And so like that was, I think, what probably brought in the huge mm-hmm. crowd. Like my family got down there and my friends got down there the Super Bowl parade at 8 o'clock, 8.30. I'm pretty sure we were up and out the door at like 6.30 for, for the, the Royals, Royals one. one. Like mm-hmm. we got a t- like a little spot, a little parking spot. Like we set up a tent. We had breakfast. We had the whole thing. Like this one, it's like we're just going to get down there and mark our territory and like we just yeah Jeez, i'm so jealous i wasn't at that one i wish i was i had school i mean it wasn't canceled in omaha so it it was well yeah i had soccer back in 2020 so i didn't get Mm -hmm. to go yeah sad well hopefully many more parades to come and could you imagine kansas city well people on the radio were talking about that they're like this is what's crazy is these kids that are in school from like either the end of elementary school to like the freshman year of high school, like they've experienced three parades now and they just think this is what happens. Right. It's it's like Boston. Yeah. They just think that at the end of the year, there'll be a celebration or like, they just know the school will be out. Like the first time they canceled school for the Royals parade, Mm -hmm. that was like, why we're canceling school for a sporting parade? The day Minnesota wins the Super Bowl, if that's 50 years from now or 10 years from now, I think it'll be the craziest Super Bowl parade possibly ever because of how hard those fans go i know i also i know it, it'll be crazy to see like down the road i feel like just because like, the tides are turning in the nfl a little bit mm-hmm. like which teams are going to start rising to the top and it'll be some of these fan bases that the lions too that would be a crazy parade in detroit oh my god well solder this morning was like the minute the jets win like i'm taking out a second mortgage and i'm going to the game and i'm going to this oh my god <laughs> he's like i don't know if my wife will be there but i will be there that's hilarious <laughs> see there's these poor fan bases i mean vikings jets there's so many there's so many and it used to be the chiefs it's crazy now you guys are a dynasty it's wild how many more for patrick do you think he's got two how many more before he retires i don't i don't know because like we have him until what 2031 Mm -hmm. i think it is or 2032 31 is right now the contract it's 2023 here Mm, you know, the thing that's kind of interesting is I was slightly concerned last year, middle of the season, because all of his tricks and antics and everything, people were finally kind of picking up on mm-hmm. and just our creative offensive schemes and offensive style. It just wasn't traditional anymore. And right when he stepped into the league and he just was able to like just dink a pass or dump a pass, like people were like, oh my God, I guess you can do that. It doesn't have to be a drop back pass mm-hmm. anymore. And so I felt like we weren't hitting our stride very much just because defenses were picking up on it and also just double teaming Kelsey and double teaming Hill. And so this year it was kind of rejuvenating to see that it still works um, and people just haven't gotten used to it. But then again, we had like a very well-rounded roster where we had, you know, it's been the talk of a lot of this year, like, where are we going to survive without Tyreek? And like, even from the offensive standpoint and what the coordinators are saying is like, he was a great asset, but mm-hmm. we were able to have targets in so many different places of the yep. field. And when one went down, it wasn't like we were just chucking it down the field anymore. And so I would like to say, God, I don't even know. I, I just, it depends for me on, I don't know, like how many more years will we have more weapons continue to come in? I think forever, honestly, they I draft we so, do well so well in Kansas city. I think the biggest question is how much longer will Andy Reid be there? 
How much longer does he have left in the tank to coach? Yeah. See, that's, I like, okay, my, this is like, it sounds outrageous to say this, but like, I want to say like four to five more Super Bowls for him. Mm -hmm. I don't think that's outrageous. Well, I just think you think that because it's it's not outrageous, I guess, but it's just when you think about like that, just like the entirety of an entire season. Yeah. It's hard to win a Super Bowl. It's just crazy. But like, you think, okay, we've got the, we got, we got the two, like they just didn't want to get one. We got the two, like. I, not that I think this core of this team is complacent whatsoever, but for them to literally make fun of this being our rebuilding year and Veach goes, this is what a rebuilding year looks like here. Like we weren't rebuilding. Then anything. you better win a Super Bowl every year. Right. Right. That was, that was a caveat to it. It's but, like, all right, well then if you have your full strength roster and they're experienced now, they're not rookies. You don't no. have 10 rookies anymore. No. How good are you going to be? Told that and just like the minute they got up there to say their speech, like Pat was up there for what, one minute and the last 30 seconds was about... We're not done. Yeah, we're we're just just beginning. beginning. And then Chris Jones says, "Like, run it back." Like Mm -hmm. they're already focused on the next thing. And I so I do think they see how special this team is. And I think from a, it's hard in the NFL to have a president, an owner, a head coach, truly, truly like all on the same page. Mm -hmm. I think for sure. And I think they're all like, from what I heard and what it sounds like, like great friends and just great supporters of one another. And so. I think that's why players love playing in Kansas City. It's mm-hmm. just because truly everyone is on your side. And it's not just because we're good right now. Because, like, this was semi-building towards the end of Alex Smith's right. career. And so I'm going to go with 4-5. or five. Okay. There's the answer. 4-5. or five. Well, before we wrap up this mm-hmm. podcast, we'd be remiss to not talk about Coach Gerard. He passed away. Um, assistant coach for the Omaha hockey team. Avery, you got a chance to get to know him a little bit better than I did. I yeah. talked to him a few times, but Avery, just your perspective on the whole situation and your thoughts. You know, I, I actually didn't know him as well. I've only just kind of saw him in passing. Um, and I think the hardest part for me right now is because I'm close enough with the team that I'm getting to see his direct impact on them. And so many of the nice things and stories that have already been shared about him when Mm -hmm. the message was released yesterday. And at this age and as a student athlete, you're away from home and you're in a locker room that's very competitive. Like hockey in college is a different beast. And it's, you know, for a lot of these players, this isn't your final destination. This is, you know, a stepping stone to the next thing. And so your development and your growth during this time period is just so crucial. And it's a huge, huge stressor. Like the stress that's on hockey players is enormous. And I think the thing that I've noticed in the past 24 hours, especially is he was in their corner Mm -hmm. and he fought for them. And it was someone that they knew that truly, truly loved them and was going to push them. And like I said, when you're away from home and you need that person that you know is fighting for you. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's been the hardest part for me is not that I don't say, think that the rest of the Omaha hockey staff is this, but he was someone that made their day better every day. And every single message that's been shared about him is he was a person, no matter what he was going through, he was going to make your day. He was going to have a positive outlook. Mm -hmm. He was the person in the locker room and the facility and the rink that just made it a better environment. And Something hit me yesterday. I was thinking about this, and I want to say Sam Ponder said this during the DeMar Hamlin thing. I I think it was her, but she said when DeMar was coming back to consciousness, she said, you know, how incredible is it that 
he's going to wake up to not only a fund that he started that's growing enormously and not all these nice messages that he's received and his team's received, but the overwhelming amounts of love that he is going to feel when he wakes up. Mm -hmm. Most people don't feel that in their lifetime until they passed away. Right. And so I think that really (laughs) struck within me thinking, oh my gosh, like we live a life where we, you know, remind people, hey, tell your loved ones you love them every day or make sure you call your mom and dad and say that you love them today. But are we really truly letting people know how much they impact our heart, impact Mm -hmm. our life? And so as all these messages rolled in yesterday, it made me hope and wish that he knows how much he changed a lot of these athletes' Mm -hmm. lives. And he's been in the hockey community everywhere from coast to coast. And there wasn't a single person that had anything negative to say about him. And every single person was like, every time he crossed my path, I was a changed person. Mm -hmm. And so obviously all these players have so many great things to say about him, but I hope that he just knew he was a real pillar in the hockey community and also just changed the lives of a lot of these kids. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the most important thing is not only was he a great coach, but he left every single place that he was better Yep, and people felt loved every time they interacted with him. And he lost a battle to cancer. If you're unaware, just suffering through all of that and going through a season and kind of pushing away what you need personally to coach a team mm-hmm. like that takes incredible grit and determination and just passion and love for the game. You can just imagine how much he loves those guys and those coaches and those staff just because he didn't give up he Mm -hmm. played he went through it all he coached at the highest level in division one in the nchc and continued to do so through a cancer battle yep i can't imagine Mm -mm. absolutely incredible and we wish uh lots of love and thoughts to his loved ones the whole hockey community really really sad day for everybody over there and we hope to see their continued success i mean this season's Mm -hmm. for coach gerard now oh for sure it's a really important weekend Mm -hmm. for this team and obviously i think i would say most of the season's been really important for them but there's definitely an added meaning and um a, a deeper special reason for the success this team hopefully sees this season and seeing a North Dakota tweet in support, I love that. I know. There's All the support from around the league, mm-hmm. it's it's been incredible. I think they'll do something special once they get to their series, and then when they come back home to Baxter, I'm sure they'll do an incredible job honoring Coach Gerard, and mm-hmm. it's going to be an emotional series for sure yeah. back at home. Mm-hmm. And I, I, as it should be, in my opinion, mm-hmm. for someone that means so much to this program and um, who's been here for the past six years, and you know the connection he has to Coach Kemp and – you know, coach Gabs and Gabs played under him at one point. So there's a lot of just deep rooted connections. And um, I think even the players that have come through this program that aren't here right now, all of them sending their messages out. It, it just shows um, just what a great person Mm -hmm. he was, not just even a coach. Avery, thank you so much for sharing those thoughts. We'll see you guys next week on keep it real with Anna and Avery. A heard at sports network production.